0: Hi. Thursday, August 19th. This is Dr. Gwen in my Women's Health Podcast. I liked the first one because I I personally believe a lot of illness can be prevented if we learned how to eat properly. And this one um, is called Five of Nature's Best Cancer Preventing Foods. this comes from a, 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 a physician who who has a book out. His name is Farquhar, F-A-R-Q-U-H-A-R. And he is a co-founder of the Stanford Prevention Research Center. And he actually has a, a course that's very popular. It's called The Best Diet Ever. And he promotes the merits of five foods that have strong anti-cancer agents. Soy, onions, broccoli, tomatoes, and blueberries. And he says that there certainly is um, uncertainty about how important nutrition is in cancer prevention, but he's found that if you deal with these specific specific foods, there's evidence that they all have cancer-fighting nutrients. As opposed to genetics, nutrition is something we can control. Um, One of the biggest fears cancer patients have is their cancer is coming back, and this is uh, with the Associate Director of the Health Improvement Program at the Stanford Prevention Research Center. Um, She argued back, and she's also a former marathon runner, and she teaches the class along with Dr. Farquhar uh, called The Best Diet Ever. Old Other people haven't been diagnosed with cancer, but they're out of shape, and the doctors have warned them about risks of disease, and she tries to help them take small steps to improve their lifestyles. Obesity increases cancer rates, and in a lot of the cases, lifestyles are more important than genetics, and again, these are things that we can can control. In the 1980s, for example, U.S. Public Health Service researchers working with the Honolulu Heart Health Program determined that men who never ate tofu or ate it only once per week were 1.3 times more likely to be diagnosed with prostate cancer than men who ate tofu two to four times a week. They were almost three times more likely to have the disease than men who ate tofu five times a week or more. So she recommends a daily serving of soy. Scientists at the Shanghai Cancer Institute found similar results when they studied the relationship between soy intake and breast cancer uh, rates. The Shanghai Women's Health Study published last year showed the more soy protein women ate in a day, the less likely they were to be diagnosed with breast cancer. Farquhar recommends daily ho- helpings of 8 to 10 grams of soy protein, which can be found in tofu, soy nuts, soy milk, or edamame. I like to put um, soy milk in my coffee. According to the Centers for Disease Control, breast cancer is the most common cancer for women in the U.S., followed by lung and colorectal cancers. The list is the same for men, except that prostate cancer replaces breast cancer. According to Farquhar, a strategic healthy diet could help prevent the cancers. He recommends this daily serving of berries, especially blueberries, which deliver a high concentration of antioxidants that help prevent cell damage that occurs naturally with age. Slowing age-related cell damage helps prevent cancers and other diseases. A study published in 2009 in the Journal of Clinical Oncology shows that tomatoes which contain lycopene help prevent prostate cancer. Lycopene is a strong antioxidant that may also prevent other types of cancers. So he recommends three servings of tomatoes a week for men and women. Likewise, he suggests a daily serving of broccoli or another cruciferous vegetable like cabbage, cauliflower, kale, Brussels sprouts, or bok choy studies have shown that the natural compounds in cruciferous vegetables may help prevent colorectal cancer. And one serving a day from the onion family, including garlic, leeks, scallions, and shallots, will deliver multiple compounds shown to have anti-cancer qualities. He noted that red onions have the added value of being a rainbow veggie or a uniquely colored vegetable. Adding servings of red, yellow, orange, white, or purple vegetables to the usual green maximizes a person's chance of getting all the micronutrients that could potentially help fight off cancer, or the colorful diet or rainbow diet. He cites another important factor in the diet that affects cancer rates, but this time it's something people shouldn't eat in large quantities, and that is red meat. The American Cancer Society published a study in 2009 that compared rates of colon, breast, and prostate cancer in different countries over the last 30 years. It showed that the incidence of cancer was much lower in nations with diets low in red meat consumption and high in fresh vegetables and fruits. The U.S., which has a diet high in meat consumption, uh, meat consumption had colon cancer rates ten times higher than those in Peru, Thailand, or India. However, these countries' cancer rates gradually increased over thirty years, and that may be because we've westernized their diet. I'm always amazed. when I was in Thailand, I was amazed to see how Kentucky Fried Chicken, McDonald's, you know, some of our our mainstream fast food industry was very common there. There's something going on as a nation changes diets, um, and which is in, can create a magnitude of difference. He says that he eats red meat about once every two months and recently ate plank steak for the first time in 30 years. While he doesn't expect his patients to make dietary changes that drastic, he recommends a diet that is near vegetarian. Switch out red meat protein for soy, fish or nuts, or egg whites. And he says, if a person eats many healthy vegetables but still eats a lot of red meat, the increased veggie intake would only partly remove the harmful effects of the red meat. When counseling overweight patients, it's important to take small steps to build vegetables, fruit, and soy protein into the daily routine. Hannah, who is the co-teacher of the class, says I tell them to focus on what they want to accomplish next week. If you never buy fresh vegetables, can you try buying two? If you have fast food seven days a week, can you try to cut down to four? I always tell them to take small steps because radical sudden changes lead to radical sudden defeat. So here are the top foods to cut cancer risk. Soy, 8 to 10 grams of tofu, soy nuts, soy milk, or ananame a day to help prevent breast and prostate cancer. Berries, 1 cup per day for antioxidants to help ward off cell damage that can lead to cancer and other diseases. And as I mentioned, blueberries are the preferred. Broccoli, 1 half cup of cooked broccoli or other cruciferous veggies a day to aid in prevention of colorectal cancer. I like to eat it raw. Onions, one quarter cup of onions, garlics, leeks, or shallots for several anti-cancer agents. Tomatoes, one half cup cooked or one cup raw tomatoes three times a week to help prevent prostate cancer. Adding three daily servings of rainbow vegetables, red, orange, yellow, white, green, or purple, provides even more disease preventing micronutrients. So, you are what you eat. The next one... Is I found really interesting. It talks about how women's chronic pain is more intense and that men and women experience chronic pain differently. Women's chronic pain is different than men's, and healthcare providers and therapists need to focus on that, said an expert who talked about these differences. This is Dr. Jennifer Kelly at the annual meeting of the American Psychological Association. Um, she, she said that research has shown that women experience significant pain much more than men. Um, and these are the only differences women also have more recurrent pain compared to men, and it's often more intense and long lasting. Women are more likely to experience multiple pain conditions, which you know, this has major implications of how pain is treated. If we use the white male prototype that we saw in clinical trials, we can see that we aren't treating women's pain um, correctly because we have not identified it as being different from the male experience. Several conditions are commonly associated with chronic pain, and some of them are fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndrome, rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis, and migraine. That was my interest in doing this because I tend to get migraines. Men, on the other hand, are more likely to report chronic pain from cluster headaches, gout, heart disease, or other problems. Pain is considered chronic if it lasts six months or more and if most medical treatment options have been tried and don't relieve it. For women, there's some evidence that in many cases, pain may subside after they reach menopause, suggesting hormonal links. Women's reactions to chronic pain are also different than men's, Uh, Women tend to focus on the emotional aspects of pain they experience and men tend to focus on sensory aspects. For instance, she had reported a, uh, a man in pain may simply note that he hurts. But women, she says, often get emotional, worrying that they may not be able to care for their children or go to work. Why do men and women experience chronic pain differently? Experts aren't sure, but it may be the influence of sex hormones such as estrogen or psychosocial aspects such as the way men and women are expected to react. Differences in coping strategies may help explain the differences, too. Differences persist when it comes to treatment of men's chronic pains and women's chronic pain. Women do get treatment more than males, and that might be because women are more likely to ask for help, as in other healthcare areas women experience different side effects of pain relieving medications. One strategy that seems to help women deal with chronic pain is to relabel the pain experience. To do this, Kelly suggests that women see the pain as something you can manage and take care of. They are, they are advised to work on changing the negative thoughts about the pain. Focusing on the emotional aspects of pain can actually make it feel worse. She suggests combining therapy with medications such as antidepressants only when necessary. When the pain is accompanied by depression, well then medication will help. Besides therapy to change thought processes and medication, another big one that will help is physical activity. So that's kind of interesting. I think we're in uh, new territory when we look at how to treat women Um, in women's disease, women's uh, experience of different uh, symptoms is once we start to accept, thank God, that women do have different experiences than their male counterparts. And then we'd have to look at culture, we have to look at a number of other variables. That's all I have for today. Um, I hope you find it interesting. I hope you'll start to change your diet and add your soy, your berries, your tomatoes, your cruciferous vegetables. And what was the other one? Um, tomatoes and broccoli. You oh, I already said that one. The other one was onions. This is Dr. Gwen, I wish you well. I wish you um, health and take care of yourself. Bye now.